You're listening to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast bonus episode, The Wedding Wire and Not Merger. Today, Mindy and I are jumping in to give you our quick impressions of the Knot and Wedding Wire big announcement today that they are quote unquote merging. We've seen a lot of you guys freaking out in Facebook groups, and we are here to tell you there is no reason to panic. We got you with some tips and tricks and a little bit of homework too. Let's go, wedding rock stars. Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast with your hosts, wedding planner and educator Renee Dallow and blogger and social media strategist Mindy Marzek. Listen in as they bring you the best, brightest, and most honest industry advice on the internet. Their mission is to help you, wedding rock star, work smarter, not harder. Hope you're ready because it's time to rock your wedding biz. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Rock Your Wedding Biz with me, Mindy Marzak, and my lovely co host, Renee Dallo. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hi. So we're jumping on here real quick today because there's some big breaking news in the wedding world. Do you want to share, Renee? Yeah, I feel like we need that like dun 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 dun, dun, dun like news thing. <laughs> like a little news Sound ticker effect. at the bottom. Da, 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 da. Breaking news. So I woke up very early this morning, which is unusual for me. And the first thing I did when I got onto Facebook is I immediately saw like three or four of my wedding uh, industry educator peers like freaking out that Wedding Wire and The Knot had announced that they're merging. And so that that was the big announcement today. Wedding Wire and The Knot, or quote unquote, I'm making air quotes, but you can't see me, merging. <laughs> well, I mean, and they sent out an email to everybody. I'm on The Knot email list back from when I was a bride. And they sent out an email. I got it in the afternoon, I guess, apparently, probably vendors who or paid advertisers or I don't know, uh, people on a different list got it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what their email says. It says the two companies are entering into a merge agreement or something like that. Yeah, it says they've entered into an agreement to merge. But what's interesting about it is that it's kind of not, that's not the whole truth. Basically, the parent company of Wedding Wire, Wedding Wire Inc., and the parent company of The Knot, which is called XO Group, they've decided to, to merge the parent companies. But yes. the actual brands, Wedding Wire and The Knot, aren't changing. Like, they're going to remain two separate brands. Yes, so Wedding Wire and The Knot, as you know them, are going to stay the same, at least for the foreseeable future. Correct. Like, who knows what will happen down the line? But for, it was just a very funny morning to hear everyone's sort of uh, reactions to it. In fact, one of my fellow wedding industry educators literally got onto her group and said, like, that she was shaking with the news. Like, she was literally shaking that she was so upset. And it really got me thinking. And of course, immediately I was like, Mindy, we have to do an episode because (laughs) I was not, I did not get nervous about it at all. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure what the big deal is. And I, I I admit I'm not a vendor. I don't advertise with either of these websites. I don't really use either, either of these websites since I got married, but why as someone who advertises or is listed on one of these websites, what do you think the panic was? Well, I think it's a few things. In the past couple of years, there has been a trend with both Wedding Wire and The Knot uh, to sort of, they've they've been developing programs, developing services that don't necessarily support the vendors that that advertise with them. So for instance, The Knot came out with a wedding planner app that was like, you can plan your wedding with this app. You don't need a wedding planner. Meanwhile, Uh, I remember that. Yeah. 
wedding planners that I know are spending thousands of dollars a year to be on their advertising platform. And it's like, you're literally biting the hand that feeds you. Same thing with Wedding Wire. They've done, they used to do this thing and I'm not sure if it's still um, an alive program, but they used to have this thing where if you were a bride or a groom on their website, searching for vendors, a little box would pop up and they would say, looking for wedding vendors, let us help, let us help custom match you with people, which PS is like 50% of a wedding planner's job. So both platforms were developing programs for the brides and grooms that directly affected the income of their vendors. And it's been years now that people are signing petitions and emailing them and telling their reps how upset they are. But guess what? Everyone's still giving them their money. I mean, I'm not, but other vendors, they're giving them money and saying like, you need to change your, your, your ways. It doesn't really work that way. And I, I think the reason, I mean, the reason I didn't freak out is because that's not how I get business. And we'll get to that in a minute, because what I want to do is encourage everyone to start of thinking about these things in a different way. But the point of Wedding Wire and the Knot, well, it's, it's a, there's a few points, right? They're businesses and they're here to make money. Mm-hmm. And they're going to make money from the vendors. They're going to make money from brides and grooms. They're going to make money however they can. Mm-hmm. Their loyalty is not to the wedding vendors. Their loyalty is to their ideal client avatar, which is people getting married. A bride. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. Mostly a bride. I mean, very, they're very heteronormative, both of them, even though Wedding Wire has, uh, does own gayweddings.com. You know, if you were to ask them who's your ideal client avatar, they're going to say a bride, probably, you know, between 25 and, or 20, probably 22 and 30. And that's probably even pushing it. I think mm-hmm. nationwide, it's probably younger, but they are not here for the vendors. Right. And I think as vendors, we think that they are some kind of advocate for us. They're not. That's an interesting perspective. And I guess as someone who is still involved with the wedding industry, but hasn't looked at either of these websites since I actually got married, I totally understand that point. Yeah. When I was a bride, I used Wedding Wire and they were great. They had what I needed. They had articles I needed. They had, you know, uh, helpful tidbits that I needed. And I, I looked for vendors. I communicated with some vendors through their site and then I moved on. Um, I wasn't really there for the vendors. I think as vendors, we get this idea that we have to be advertising with one of the big companies. But the truth of the matter is the big companies don't necessarily care about us because there are so many vendors. So I, I, you know, I used to advertise with Wedding Wire for years. I gave them my monthly, my monthly, uh, I was going to say stipend, but it was more like a fine. And <laughs> I never really got that much business from it. Every so often, you know, I'd get, I'd book one or two weddings a year and more than covered the cost of what I was advertising because I have a high rate, but for my, you know, more budget conscious uh, vendors, you know, they're giving this money to these big companies and they're not necessarily seeing any ROI and the companies don't care because if you leave, someone else is going to come in and pay that anyway. Yeah. And I think that just in the last couple of years, maybe in the last five years, I'll say that these websites and even the big blogs like Style Me Pretty, they're not what they used to be. I mean, when I was planning our wedding seven, eight years ago, like it was all about the blogs. It was all about the not. It was like every bride and groom was looking at these blogs, looking at these websites, using them as resources. And now in the last couple of years, things have shifted away uh, brides and grooms mm-hmm. are getting more of their, uh, they're not looking at blogs and they're not looking at these big websites for their vendors. They're asking yep. their friends or they're going to smaller, more niche groups. Yes. It's all become word of mouth. Millennials love word of mouth. Some of my millennial clients will go, go onto Facebook or Instagram and they'll say like, I'm looking for a plumber. Who do you like? 
They don't even go to the Yelp, like not even the Yellow Pages anymore, but they don't even go to Yelp. They just <laughs> want to know. Pages. I don't know, but like, where, where do you find a plumber? I don't even know. But that they don't know either. So guess what? They're asking their friends on Facebook. Yeah, it's it's just a. It, it, I feel like it's just happened recently, like in the last few years. Like people yeah. just aren't so. But I think that the wedding vendors are having trouble with this adjustment. They the are. wedding vendors still want to go to these big sites and advertise because that's the way that it's been done for the last ten years, and it's not reaping the benefits that it it did five years ago. No, and I I think there used to be even five years ago this idea that if you were listed on the knot and if or if you had the you know the knot Hall of Fame wedding award if you had a, a bunch of wedding wire couples choice awards that it made you legit. Um, and maybe five years ago that was true, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything now. And also to advertise with the knot is several thousand dollars a year. And it depends on your market. It depends on what your service, uh, the service that you provide is. But, you know, I know wedding planners in some markets that are paying close to $10,000 a year to advertise on the knot. My goodness. And because the, the fees are so high, that might be the only place that they're advertising. So, of course, they're freaking out today because they're like, what's going to happen to my reviews? What's going to happen to my page? If they merge, what happens? What if I pay for both of them and they merge? What happens? And I think, I mean, I very, very, very strongly know that we need to stop feeding the beast here. Yeah. If, you, if the only thing you can afford is a not ad, stop. Get out. Your, your money is more well spent going to smaller blogs that are more niche, that are location specific to you, going to networking events, meeting other vendors in your market, and, and just doing the best job you can for your existing clients so that you get that really strong word of mouth. Because word of mouth is 100% where it's at. 100%. Yeah. And I would also say not only it's a shift on your advertising dollars and your referral sources, but it's not smart to put all of your eggs in one basket, so to speak. So if your only advertising is on The Knot or on Wedding Wire, it, you might want to consider taking that advertising money and maybe find three or four smaller blogs to advertise with or put that money into Facebook advertising or Instagram yes. advertising or some yes. other kind of an advertising. And it's just, it's the same way when I teach social media, some people come to me and they're just like, I'm just on Instagram. I'm just focused on Instagram. And I was like, okay, great. What if Instagram disappears tomorrow? Then what? You've spent all this time building up a platform that doesn't exist. I'm not saying don't be on Instagram, but you also have to be on Facebook and you also have to have a presence on Pinterest and make sure your LinkedIn profile is up to date. Like you just can't put all your eggs in one basket and in any type of situation. Absolutely. And the money that you're spending on a wedding wire account for the year could go to doing one or two or even three styled shoots that get you more publicity and more traction and more longevity in, in, in the long. I mean, some of my styled shoots get published three or four times. Yeah. And so that's much more, uh, you know, a much greater ROI than just a year of wedding wire. And not that I, you know, I'm not trying to say like, I hate wedding wire or the not. I actually think that they're doing good work for the people who need them, but the people who need them are the brides and grooms. They're not us. Yeah. And I will say that probably some vendors do have good luck with these platforms. And you know what, if you have good luck with them and you're worried about what's going to happen next, we understand that worry. We're not here to tell you like, don't be concerned about it. But I think that there is 
a little bit more panic than necessary. And if you do have really good success on the knot or the wedding wire, it might be time to start looking at other places where you can build up your reviews and uh, possibly advertise because it it's not going away right now, but it might go away. And you know what? Everything comes and goes over time. Everything changes over time. That's the world of the internet. Um, I mean, and it's the same way with marketing. You know, when my grandparents got married, they were sent postcards in the mail. Which I still love. It's so cute. It's so cute. But they were sent postcards in the mail. And my my grandma, bless her heart, sent saved all of them and gave them to <laughs> me when I got married just as like a fun thing. And they're fascinating. But at some point, people stopped sending postcards and started making phone calls and then phone calls stopped and they went to the yellow pages and then yellow pages stopped and it went to email. Like everything evolves and changes. So we're just trying to give you some ideas if you're panicked about this new development, some new marketing ideas. So we mentioned advertising with smaller blogs. We mentioned styled Mm -hmm. shoots. We mentioned working on word of mouth referrals. Is there anything else? Can I talk about word of mouth referrals for a minute? Yeah, please. Because I, uh, we did another episode talking about how to get more vendor referrals from your peers. And that is something that is near and dear to my heart because literally 99% of my wedding planning business is word of mouth. Um, when I tell this to people, they're like, how did you do it? So listen to the episode to get the tips on how I did it. But I also want to say that word of mouth can be cultivated So, and that's to say this right now, we're recording this on September 25th. It is almost holiday party time. Mm -hmm. Any of your clients that work for a law firm or any sort of business that has an office, they're going to need someone to plan their holiday party. And there's no reason in the world why it shouldn't be you. So this is a time of year where if you're looking to drum up some business in December, you send an email to your client asking if anyone in their office is in charge of planning the holiday party and can they pass your name along? That's word of mouth. You're, yes, you're asking for it, but it's still word of mouth. And it takes like, what, five minutes to send an email? Five minutes. And if nothing comes of it, then nothing comes of it. But then you've put it in their head maybe for next year. Or you've put it in their head that their amazing wedding planner, wedding DJ, wedding florist also does holiday parties. Or maybe they do Thanksgiving centerpieces if they're a florist. Like, you kind of have to remind people that you're around. I know you think, because you're you, that everyone knows you and, and they know you, they know your work, but people are busy. Mm-hmm. And they don't always think of you in a, in, a, in a slightly different way than what they're used to. So word of mouth doesn't have to be um, just you waiting for word of mouth to come in. You can spread word of mouth out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important thing that we seem to forget in this day and age. It seems like very old fashioned to like send an email that's like, hey, I'm available for holiday parties. But it's your business. And if you are trying to drum up more business, there's absolutely nothing wrong with sending that email. I agree. Yeah. And the other thing too, that we didn't really touch on, but is important is also community events. And that could be wedding community events, you know, doing, um, you know, sponsoring a community event, uh, you know, offering to plan something for a new venue, uh, a holiday party, just kind of anything that keeps you top of mind can actually provide a better ROI than an advertisement where you're just one of 300 vendors on a, on a webpage. Yeah, I think anything where you can get in front of people and actually talk to them and actually people can actually see how you work uh, has huge benefits. Absolutely. And you mentioned reviews a few minutes ago, and I want to touch on that because that is something that I kept seeing people talk about in the various Facebook groups today, like what's going to happen to my reviews. I also use Wedding Wire to collect my reviews, but 
every single time I get a new review, I cut and paste it into a Google, a Google doc. And then afterwards I put my client's email address on that Google doc. Ooh. So if anything ever happens to WeddingWire or if the entire site goes down, I still have my reviews. Um, and then all I have to do is email my client and say, am I allowed to use this review on my website? Am I allowed to use this review on a different site? You have to take care of your own business. Don't just leave your reviews on WeddingWire. Yeah. So that's everybody's homework tonight is to collect those reviews and get them saved somewhere else just in case. Yeah. And, you know, do that for the not, do that for Yelp, do that for any place you have a review that, you know, that only exists on the internet. You have to have that information somewhere else, a backup for you. Yeah. Very good idea. So this is just a bonus episode. So we're probably, we're probably not going to go the full length, but I want to just touch on what this might mean in the long term. I think the truth is we don't really know. Um, you know, like we said, they, they said it was a merger. And then if you read further on, they were like, well, it's the parent companies. And then like the shareholders are getting, are getting uh, some money. And so, you know, it remains to be seen whether this is a, this was a money move, a financial move purely, or if this will affect the two brands that we, uh, that we know. I joked, of course, earlier this morning about like, does this mean there's only going to be one party at Wedding MBA this year? Which <laughs> it might be. We might have to go down to one party and that's going to be tragedy really. But uh, I joke. Um, the truth is we don't know. But my mindset is if you're if you're really someone who is thrown off by this news, the, my, my biggest encouragement is to you know, strive to develop a referral-based business that does not rely on simply one advertising source. Because like Mindy said, you know, we don't own Wedding Wire, obviously, and we don't own The Knot, and they can go away at any time. So if all you're relying on is that one source, you've got to, you've got to mix it up. Yeah, I will also just give my uh, conspiracy theory on this. Well, I guess it's not a conspiracy theory. It's just my two cents. But I haven't looked at the Wedding Wire or the Knot website in years. So I pulled them both up today and they look very similar, like eerily similar. <laughs> well, I think they were preparing I for think this they eventuality, were right? I think this has been something that they've been working on for a while. And they both have a lot of similar features. And I'll just say if they're eventually going to be both owned by the same company, I don't know why they would need to keep both sites around. Yeah, I mean, I guess the ideal client for each is slightly different. My hope is if they were to actually merge and become one unified brand, that the uh, progressive values of Wedding Wire would sort of um, influence a lot of the, the not sort of traditionalness. Uh, it took the not a really long time to to acknowledge same sex weddings. So I would hope that because Wedding Wire owns GayWeddings.com, that that would be a, a natural blend of like a, a little more progressive I, outlooks, but we'll see. I'm obviously all for that. I just don't, just looking on the surface, they both offer a lot of the same things and they look mm-hmm. almost exactly the same. So, yes. I, so I guess it remains to be seen. If I were a betting person, I would say over time that they're probably going to merge those two sites, but obviously <laughs> we don't know that. And obviously it's not going to happen tomorrow. What if they merged and called it the wedding knot? <laughs> that would be so dumb. The knot wire. The knot wire. What could they call it? The wedding knot wire. I think that one, I mean, my my <laughs> prediction, of, uh, based on absolutely nothing, uh, my prediction is that they'll probably keep the knot. And maybe the wedding wire will be nestled somewhere under the knot as like a vendor education se- subsection of the website. 
I will say Wedding Wire does uh, host very informative web webinars and they, their education for pros is actually, I think, top notch because they have Alan Berg, who you know I love. Yes, I, I agree. I think I've been to a couple of their um, conferences and I think that they do put on a really good educational um, conference. Yeah, but I think you're right. The Knot has more street name value. Like people know The Knot. Yeah. So that's just my uh, my prediction. And I don't mean to end this on like a, a like, re you know, reigniting the panic. But again, it's not going <laughs> to happen. Panic. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen next week. Um, if it happens, it'll be a long term thing. But, you know, it is something you know, what, sometimes these things just have to come along to kind of shake everyone out of their comfort zone. So true. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. So, yeah. So here's your homework, everyone. Yes. This is your homework in order to stop freaking out. One, I would like everyone who's listening to pull up their accounts on Wedding Wire and Not and figure out exactly how much money you've given them this year and then figure out exactly how much business you've gotten in return and calculate that ROI for me just so you know, just so you've got it in your back pocket. Yeah. Number two, take all your reviews, cut and paste them into a Google Doc. At the end of each review, put your client's email address and the wedding date, just and just anything you need to to uh, you know contact that client directly. Yep. And then three, start researching some smaller blogs. Small blogs. It doesn't even have to be local. They can just be small blogs that align with your with your values. Um, and check out how much it is to advertise with them. Some of them are so little. Some of them are like a hundred dollars a year, two hundred dollars a year. And some of those I get the most business from. Mm -hmm. And then go to networking events, get that word of mouth out, do some styled shoots, volunteer in your community, get yourself off the big company sites and get into your own market. I love it. Boom. Boom, baby. That's it, guys. That's all we have for That's you. That's all we got Bonus. for this little, this little <laughs> tidbit episode for you. Um, but yeah, no, I think this was important because you're right. There was a lot of people... Uh, in a lot of the wedding groups I'm in, really not sure how to take this news. So I think talking about it is a good thing. They were shaking, Mindy. They were shaking in their in their chairs. That's what I read. I just that's what I read. So no more shaking. Everyone stop shaking. It's fine. And of course, we're gonna continue this convo in our Facebook group. Yes. Rock your wedding biz podcast insiders. Search for us on Facebook. Join. We're a we're a friendly, welcoming community, and uh, we're always here for you guys. We want to. I want to help you through all the trials and tribulations of this crazy wedding industry. This crazy, wacky wedding industry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, you guys. All right. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Rock Your Wedding Biz. This episode is sponsored by Moxie Bright Events, wedding planning for creative couples and industry education for creative event planners. Also sponsored by Joy Social, teaching smart social media strategies for awesome business owners. You can find Renee online at moxiebrightevents.com and reneedallow.com. You can find Mindy online at joysocial.net. Jump into the show notes at rockyourweddingbiz.com and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Wedding Biz. <laughs>